All right, let's get the show started. Welcome, everybody, to the Catfish and Crappie podcast. I want to wish everybody out there a happy Memorial Day. Uh, remember why we're having a long weekend, not just for picnics and cocktails and fishing. It's to remember the fallen soldiers that served this country uh, with the ultimate sacrifice. So uh, um, my thoughts and, and prayers for them and their families um, really were in full effect this weekend, of course. Um, also... I want to welcome Josh from the Weekend Angler. How are you doing, Josh? Good, Mark. Thanks for having me on here. I've been looking forward to this. It's my it's my pleasure to have you on here. It really is. Um, we got to uh, meet in person and, and and fish a little bit in Mendota, and 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 I like to think that uh, uh, you and everybody else, I'd, I'd really made friends for life. It was it was an awesome time. Don't you agree? You, you know, I said we went up there to to hang out with a bunch of friends, and we let you know at least for Christina and I, we left with a great big family. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was a great time. That's going to be a yearly event. And, uh, the family's going to get a little bigger. I was kind of worried that, uh, <laughs> you, you, you might not be here tonight. I don't know if you want to share that with anybody, but, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're getting close. We got a, got a little boy on the way and, uh, supposed to be here at the end of June, but I don't think it's going to take that long, probably sometime in the next couple of weeks. So, and uh, tell me again, you're not going to name him Chadwick James. No, not not Chadwick James. I mean, that's that's. Uh, but I have been told. I was told up at Mendota that uh, that this child will forever be known, at least in our little circle, as CJ. Which CJ, is, which is as close as as uh, those two can get to Chadwick James. So I think we've got a onesie actually that said something about that. Betty's already checking out the merch that your sport says, Josh, I see you have an awesome hat, but do you have stickers? I have some awesome stickers, and uh, I think that I gave Betty Cross some while we were up at Mendota. Awesome. We're, we might have to do a sticker trade. I didn't get a chance to, to, to beg one of those off you, but I think I couldn't find any place to put one of those in your boat. Oh, 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 those stickers. You know, I still have some of them. I found those stickers. <laughs> that's what she was talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's what she's talking about. So. We won't get we we had a little sticker war in Mendota. It was it was a lot it was a lot of fun. Oh, that that made that made that third full day just just awesome cuz I was sitting back and just waiting to see who the first person to find one was going to be. I was like there's got to be one on my boat and I didn't find one. I I'm not going to lie if I didn't say I wasn't kind of uh, heartbroken, so Next year, though, you can get me next year. I might have some maiden for next year too. There, there we go. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll find one. I, I should have put one on that camera mount, but but uh, that, now I see everybody blowing up. I don't have any weekend angler logo stickers. I've been looking at getting some made, but uh, I got to get that done. We we were talking about some some prank stickers that made an appearance up at Mendota. Is kind of what where that headed there. Brian B wants to see a close up of your hat. Close up of my hat. Let's see here. I get that. I block my bald head. There you there go. go. I can relate to the bald head stuff. That's uh, totally my life. But you know what? I love being bald. It's so easy. L low maintenance. And then I go and I grow this thing. You know, this goatee is super high maintenance. I don't mm -hmm. know if you know that. It actually is. <clears throat> so real quick. Like I said, it was Memorial Day. And we got all the, 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 the honest and, and true stuff out of it. But Memorial Day, you know what it marks for me? I got a the good idea. Of, the beginning of summer, and you know what that is? The beginning of Guggen season out there on the yes, boat ramps, is. on the water, 
um, in the parking lots, at the forest preserves, everywhere. Yes, yes. And it's going to run from now until Labor Day. <laughs> That's correct. The best fishing, t- and the fishing gets harder as the summer goes on. It gets hotter. Um, mm-hmm. They get more crowded. So I just want to make sure that everybody out there is careful. Watch what you do. Uh, try to keep your calm, and, and, and we'll all make it through this oh, together. Yeah. And, you know, if you, if you don't maybe not have time to fish or take the boat out or everything, and you just have a few minutes and want to have some fun, just drive down to any local boat ramp on any weekend. Sit back and watch. And I swear you will laugh. You will find something to laugh at within the first five minutes. You, you know, I did the unheard of last night. I went fishing in my boat. I don't usually go on the river here on the Fox River on the weekends, let alone a holiday weekend. Well, I kind of went the day before and scouted it out, being the weather was so cold. Mm-hmm. And um, it was empty. So I'm thinking, all right, this is going to be good. So I get down to the boat ramp around 7, like 8.30, I think it was, somewhere around there. And uh, I'm waiting in line to get in there. One boat comes in. The guy puts his boat on a trailer. He stops literally five feet from the end of the ramp and starts tying his boat down, unpacking his stuff, pulling up ropes, pulling up chains. I'm like, all right, it's started. Mm-hmm. So I kind of keep my cool. I'm fine with it, whatever. I'm going to be out all night. I'm in uh, no big hurry, so uh, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. He finally pulls out, and two more boats pull in to pull out. Well, I kind of get in, and... I get out of my truck. I walk over and all I did, you know, I'm like, what would I not normally do? I, I went out there. I'm like, Hey, I've been waiting here for about an hour. Explain them what's happening. I go, I'll tell you what, if you help me get my boat, cause I was by myself off my trailer, I could be in and out of your hair in, in four minutes. The guy helped me out. I got in back to boat in right in front of his trailer. He tied me off. I got on the trolling motor, pulled out. Everything was done. So that's going to be my theme for the year. It's going to be trying to keep calm, cool and collective mm-hmm. at the boat ramp. Yeah, that can get difficult. No, as far as like me being anchored on the river on the Fox, which was kind of narrow, it's, it's kind of hard to film and and have uh, um, Snoop Dogg and Cardi B blaring mm-hmm. on the on the dock like fifty yards for you. But it's something we got to deal with, so we'll we'll get it figured out. So if you guys see videos for me this summer, and there's a lot of uh, closed captioning or my own music backing up with uh, some. Uh, me talking over, you know exactly what's Yeah, some voice, voiceover work, stuff like voice that. I've had, do, work, I've had to do yeah. some voiceovers before because of it's, something ended up in a video that I wanted to use the video, but the audio wasn't going to make it to YouTube. So. Life of a YouTuber. So tell me, how'd you get started? Well, how long have you been in YouTube, Josh? Uh, you know, probably since about 2016, I believe we, we got started. And mm-hmm. uh, really, it started up... Uh, me and, and one buddy of mine always seemed to fish together. We fished together since we were back in high school and everything. And uh, just dumb stuff always happened to us. So we just, you know, I kept for years, I wanted to get a camera and I said, let's start recording what we're doing. And I'd look at this camera and that camera and, and, and couldn't figure out which one I actually wanted. And so instead of a camera being better than no camera, I went the no camera route, but, uh, we found one, I guess Aldi's or somebody had a knockoff GoPro at, in 2016. I said, let's pick one up. They're like 30 bucks. And I said, let's just start getting some of the dumb stuff that happens. And, you, you know, I started, 
started shooting some fishing videos and whatnot and and doing some how-to stuff and i really enjoy doing the the how-to videos so very cool uh we got a couple new people in chat let's shout them out i see joe buck i see hey keith from fishing stuff hey, joe buck. Like keith uh we have chris uh uselton i'm sorry if i uh uh, messed up your name, but people do say I do have a last name pass card because my <laughs> name is so difficult to say. I see Mo Creek fishing. What's going on, Rob? Catfish fever at outdoors. Hello, Lynn. Uh, again, if I miss anybody, oh, Creole catfishing. Christina Dunnigan, do you know her? She's in there. Oh, yeah, she's kind of mean. <laughs> I'm going to see her throw something at you from the other side of the room. If, right? if I duck real quick, yeah. That would be <laughs> So 2016, how is your how has the journey been since then? How do you like it? Obviously, you keep doing it. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, you know, I guess I started doing it without really a uh, uh, any roadmap, I guess you could say, of how I wanted to run my channel or anything else. I just figured I'd play it by ear, and uh, you know, it kind of took probably the first six, eight months to start getting into a little bit of a routine. And, uh, but you know, I've met some, some really wonderful people that, that are now, you know, extremely close friends that, I mean, they might as well be family and, uh, Oh, thank you, Jeremy. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of changed a little bit of stuff. You go out and it's like, okay, I got to start, you know, I get all my stuff out, get the boat ready. And now let's start getting cameras out and start getting them put on there. So it's, but you know the first first couple times my buddy went with me and i start putting cameras out and he was trying to hide from him and now when i uh started setting up this live tournament we've got going on next uh next month my buddy out of out of the left field is like hey i want to do this so i you know we've gotten him where he's not camera shy anymore which is quite a bit of an accomplishment in itself so Thank you for the subscription, Jeremy. We appreciate it very much, and welcome to the show. <laughs> Parker. Uh, they took them out Friday, Mr. Parker. They took every one of those stitches out. And you're feeling better? I am feeling good. The only thing, you know, that never hurt. The only thing that hurt was my pride. I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, that was a, it was a rough morning. So yeah, I can I can relate to the you know that that additional layer of packing all the camera gear up and making sure everything's charged and trying to get the right shot. I'm terrible at getting the right shots. I, I kind of made a um, a promise to myself that I would try to put out more videos than the, than I have been. Um, the live stream is great, but I really like a good video. There's something about I do too. I yeah, do too. something about watching somebody fish for eight to to sixteen minutes and and you know and it being entertaining. And there there's a lot of YouTubers out there that that could do a good job and and do some creative stuff. And I, mm -hmm. I think uh, I like a lot of your stuff, especially the how tos. Tell us a little bit about your DIY Saturdays. What's the actual name of your? What are you calling it? On I, I call it short uh, short tip Saturday. That came about uh, towards the end of last year, and I've always enjoyed doing the uh, the DIY videos, the how to videos, stuff like that. But uh, that one came about. I decided just real short, you know, maybe five or six minute videos that would talk about a fishing or it expanded into boating related. Uh, topics i mean it might be wiring batteries it might be spooling a, a reel just 
tying a rig, anything like that. And it's just, you know, it's, it's designed as there's, seems like there's always somebody that's going to, uh, to benefit from that. You know, some of it really goes towards the, uh, the, you know, back to the basics, but, uh, you know, others try to get up there into some, some newer stuff too. So. So is this just an idea you had, or was it just something like, Hey, I got to do this. I might as well put it on video kind of thing. Oh, you know, it was, um, I've been trying to figure out how I wanted to do it. And, uh, I forget what it even was that, that made me think of it, but I was like, you know, I said, I could do this in about five minutes. I said, if I, if I explain how to do it and maybe, you know, speed the video up, I said something that, uh, you know, would make a 15 minute video. I said, I could pull this thing down into five or six. And I think really what got me started on it was I was doing a project at home and I forget what it was even was and didn't know really how to do what I was needing to do. So like everybody else, I jumped on, youtube and typed it in and here was about a four minute video that the guy walked you through and told you how to do everything in four minutes and i was like yeah that's that's what we need right there you know that was you know that's the video that i'm going to click on so i said oh let's let's get to it and get it done and over with so it's a lot easier than reading a set of instructions that's for sure it's a lot more fun usually it is fun too and I know, well, how long does it usually take to get ready to make one of those videos? I know even when I do like review video and stuff, some of the, some of the stuff that I have to do to get, get prepared to do it, 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 it dwarfs in comparison yeah. to the actual shooting of the video. Oh, you know, my, my hardest problem is, uh, is trying to come up with stuff. I'm bad about just like being a kid at school and, you know, those videos go up on Saturday. I'm usually shooting them Saturday morning, you know, so it's like, you know, I can't can't bring myself to do them in the middle of the week when I have time and there's no rush, but, uh, but no, usually I could take. And, uh, if, if, if you're watching a short tip Saturday video, you're probably looking at a time frame just for the video part itself of, uh, anywhere from 30 minutes to maybe you know, an hour, hour and a half, depending on what the video is. So, so you longer, longer if it's like, wiring a boat trailer that probably took two or three, you know, two, two and a half hours. So, so you got your workflow down pretty good. I, I do my best. <laughs> if you're putting them together in, in the, the same day, I'm extremely impressed. There's no way I could do that. I could tell you that right now. Um, cool. So uh, let's talk about fishing. What are some of your early videos? Did you, uh, I, I know there's a, there's a nickname that you've been given, uh, by oh, a couple of people it. in chat. Um, I, I, is it okay to, to it's per- you know, it is, it is perfectly okay. You know, the day they stop calling me that I'm probably going to ask them why they're mad at me. So <laughs> the weekend ditch pickler mm-hmm. is what they give you. Yep. So is, that, is that where you got your started, uh, uh, doing bass videos? You know, that's what, uh, it's what we probably used to fish for more than anything else. And, uh, it wasn't that we were any good at it, but it was just, they were, uh, they were plentiful and easy to catch. So that's what we, uh, went out there and did. And then we've, we've got a real good bass lake, just 10, 15 minutes from the house. So if you know, it's like, if I needed a video, it's a power plant lake, you know, in the middle of winter, I've got 70 degree water used to before they shut the power plant down would have 70 degree water. And, uh, it's like run out there, shoot a video real quick. And you could always catch a bass out of that lake. So, you know, I'm finding, at least for me, when, when I go out, um, with my heart set on making a video, the fish don't ever, ever mm-hmm. comply. They really don't. 
my biggest thing is if I get out there on the water and shoot the intro, I will get skunked. <laughs> if I if I go out there and just shoot, you know, shoot a fishing video. And then if you ever notice a lot of my intros and the exits, if you go just bump back and forth between them, are in mm-hmm. the exact same position on that body of water, it's because I shot them just one right after the other. But if I go. shoot the intro first, I will get skunked. That's kind of like my, I, I, I'm not as, I really am not a superstitious guy, but I will never, ever, ever fill a bait bucket up with water before I get my first piece of bait on the hook. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe that's going to be my second superstition. Cause I noticed that too. I'll get out there and, and film an intro, you know, standing in my boat and then go to fish. And it's like, okay, why did I even bother? Oh like, yeah. I've got a ton of video from, from yesterday. That's, it's, it's worthless. I don't even think there's anything funny on it. So, and you are very entertaining now that you mentioned it. So it's always good to watch. And I like your honesty. Speaking of honesty, one of my favorite videos is the net video. Is the net? Yes, the I net talked to video. somebody about that the other day. <laughs> well, you know, there's something to be said about you know the 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 people out there that that want to make it look a lot easier than it really is. You know, I, I've thought about making videos where I don't catch any fish, but mm-hmm. the, the rest of the content, I tried putting something together. It's maybe if I uh, uh, come up with a, an idea or two to, to bring to the table when that happens, it might happen. But I, I really like the fact when people show things like that happening, you know, even even, you know, the. Um, the fail videos. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's real life. It happens to the best of us. So tell us a little bit about the the net video. The net video, you know, I, that was uh, that was last fall, and uh, I had been in Gander Outdoors and saw this net. Had my heart set on getting this great big rubber rubberized net, and uh, I think they wanted like a hundred and fifty bucks for this thing. And uh, I had a friend of mine that was working at Gander, and I asked him, you know, because just what you do when you have some friend of yours working at a store. He said, Hey, what could you get this for? And he sent me back a message. He goes, you know, that's on sale for like 60 bucks, right? That's a good deal. Yeah. So, you know, I was getting ready, I was getting ready to go to bed. I work nights. And so I don't ask my wife, I'm like, do you care to go run and get this net? We where there's one left. And so she goes, picks this thing up. And, uh, I could not wait to try this thing out. So we get down there and, uh, I, I, Finally, after struggling for like three days, finally catch a fish. And I'm anchored up in probably two to three mile an hour current on the Ohio River, right in an outside bend. So, I mean, it's coming in and turning out. And I stick that net in the water to get that fish. And it moved better than any drift sock I own moves <laughs> in that water. And it swoop, there went Mar. So I pull that back up there. Swoop. And I mean, it was. It was, uh, I believe, seven attempts. If you watch the video, I just when I did it, I put a I put a a net counter on there for how many swipes I made at that thing. And you know, I you know, when I started editing that, I said I could. It would it would not be difficult. Anybody that edits videos uh, can, I'm sure, will back me up on this. It would have been nothing for me to cut that right there at that spot, stick that net in the water, come up with that fish. But that's not the way it happened. And I'm going, you know, I wanted this net so badly. And I still think it's a good net. But it's not a net that I want to use 
anchored up in, in faster current. I said, I'm going to put that out there, let people see it. And, you know, hey, there, if, if, you know, if it helps somebody else, you know, because I'm like, you know, luckily I didn't lose that fish, but I could have, you know, maybe to help somebody not lose a fish. Mm-hmm. So did you think, it, do you think it was just because it was, a, it, it had the hydro netting, right? It had the, the hydro, hydro yeah, it had that real rubbery stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just, it caught a bunch of water compared to, uh, I think I've got a fray bill that's just twine. And of course it has big, sections mm-hmm. between the time this was much smaller so yeah i have that exact same net and i i love 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 that net that's a great net but i've never had to use it in three mile an hour current you know you know i said if i was if i was drifting along with the current it wouldn't be an issue or if i was in a lake it'd be great you know it's 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 just not the net that i'm gonna take with me when i'm when i know i'm going to be anchoring up in current that thing stays home. I'll take the fray bill with me. And I actually, I took the fray bill up to Mendota just because I did not want to be seen holding that because I know that certain individuals like, uh, we don't want to name names like Chad Fields would, uh, would have probably got a picture of me with that thing. And I would have never, the, the, the internet would have never been the same. I'd have tried to get a picture of you with that thing too. Oh man! I, ain't gonna yeah, lie. I, probably I, even, I even gave you a little bit of business in the, in the comments, but it was all in good fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> that was a great video. Some of your other videos that really come to mind, you know, well, I wouldn't say they're like your best videos, but stuff that really got me thinking like the, um, uh, the one with the, uh, shallow water anchor. I'm really, really debating on getting one of those. I probably should get one sooner than later, but it's one of those things I had to get. Done. They are, they are well worth it. And I, t- and I, t- I will tell you this after having used it up there at Mendota, you know, when I ordered that, I ordered just the two sections. So it's eight foot long put together. Uh, and then I went back the next week and had had the guy send me two more four foot sections so I can make them 12 foot long. That last day up at Mendota when we were when we were fishing up around those docks and everything in about three foot of water. I put that thing together in 12 foot was putting it in the water and shoving it all the way down to where the T handle was, was level with the top of the boat. I was shoving that thing down into about 10 feet of mud. It was that soft. I it was that it soft. Was still and holding you steady. Did you need to go that deep though, in order for it to do so? Uh, probably not, but with that, with that wind kind of starting to kick up a little bit and that, you know, our anchor was, it was just sinking in the mud. So every five, 10 minutes, you had to go cinch up the anchor line a bit. I said, at least this kept us in one spot. Let us get, get our lines tightened up. So that mud cool. was something else up there. Now, now that I'm talking to you, I'll probably end up going out and ordering some <laughs> off of eBay or something afterwards. And I'll, I'll send you the link to the, to the ones that, uh, cool. that I picked up. Those that are good ideas. Really good. I bet you they're a heck of a lot cheaper than talents. And I don't think I could fit them on my. Oh no, yeah. Yeah. Someday on my dream boat, we'll have a set of talons on there. That'll be great for, especially where I fish though. I, I want to say off the top of my head, don't quote me on it. I want to say a, a pair of these were around like maybe 125, 150, something oh, like yeah, that. You, you better send me a link because I, I was looking to pay that for just one. So, Oh, yeah, I'll send, I'll send you a link to where I got yeah. it. And if anybody in chat doesn't know what we're talking about, they're, they're fiberglass, aren't they? Yes, they're, they're, they're about one inch diameter, one inch or three-quarter inch diameter fiberglass rods and they have a they have a coating on them to keep them from you know putting depositing a ton of shards into your 
into your hand when you're put, putting them in there. And they have epoxied on uh, threaded fittings. So they, they break apart into four foot sections. You shove them in a rod lock or whatever. The top section has a T handle on it. So you can grab that, push it down, and grab it to pull it up out of the water. And they just work like a, any other, uh, like a stakeout pin for a kayak. And man, they are they are nice. Anytime you've got water shallow enough to do it, I go to that thing instead of my anchor anymore. Uh, do you just use do you use two of them or it, it it all depends. Like if I've if I've got the anchor out of the front of the boat and I don't have a whole lot of wind or anything, I may just put one back at the back corner of the boat. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've been known to anchor out the front, put one on each corner of the back, and then, then other times I won't even drop the anchor. I'll put one at the front, one at the back of the boat, and just call it good. Yeah, that's what I'd like to do because it, it, it will hold you that way. You know, once you're on like eight, seven or eight anchors, you get tired after a while, mm-hmm. that in and out, especially if you're on muddy water, having to rinse it off and stuff. I, reliving last night, it was a long night. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking they would. I was thinking about you last night, Josh. I'm like, I need to get some of those in quick. <laughs> yeah, you give me flashbacks to Mendota. Pull the anchor out, and it's just you know 50 pounds of of lake mud in there mud, yep it was that 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 was but i had uh mo creek fishing in my boat the second and third day so that was awesome he was a big help it was nice to have that second person in the boat definitely. oh i bet i bet uh mendota so how'd you do in mendota we struggled at mendota we uh we got up there the first full day that we fished i think we uh <laughs> we caught everything but a catfish that day uh First fish we put in the boat was a big old carp, and uh, I think that we we picked up a. Uh, and I tell you what, I ain't, I ain't ashamed to say it. We picked up a pretty pretty respectable largemouth. Mm-hmm. And uh, why would you be ashamed to say that? Because somebody in the, certain people in chat are going to have fun with that, and that that find its way to fun with it. Let, let them have fun. They'll, with they'll it. pull they'll pull a little clip out of this thing, and I'll. It, it, it'll be like the uh, Dockery doc video, but uh, anyway. <laughs> hey, everyone. Sorry about the interruption, but I need a few seconds of your time. As individual content creators, we can use all the support we can get. Your support is used for better equipment, a further reach, and everything else needed to create this podcast. Your support makes for a better audio experience, helps to grow the show, and get more guests. If you like the podcast, become a supporter today by using the link in the description. Thanks for your time and support. Now back to the show. Uh, we picked up that bass, and then uh, Christina caught a called Northern Pike that last, that first day we were up there. And day two, we went and uh, explored some of the deeper water of the lake and some of the clear stuff, and spent the first part of the morning looking around there. And of course, then that front came in; it got real windy. And shut everything down. So we were trying to fish once everything, you know, the conditions weren't right for it anymore. But day three, we finally, we finally got onto some catfish and it got some nice ones. Uh, uh, Christina set a new personal best. I was within about half a pound or so of being a new personal best on mine. So we had the we had the crosses right over there by us. I think Mark, you were over there yeah, by. I was over that so. section too. That was a big bay. We were out there. We were doing pretty good. Yeah, Christina had a cheering section going on when she caught the first fish. So 
Yeah, absolutely. I think we got that all on. on I think, I don't know if uh, Betty got that on video, but I know she did get a picture that she did a great job taking mm-hmm. pictures of not taking pictures of everybody. And they put a lot of big fish on, on, on the crossboat that week. Oh, too, they so did. They did. They, they did really well. I didn't do, I didn't do too, too great. I didn't do bad at all. I did wonderful. I got seven good sized fish. Nothing like I'm catching. To, nothing is as small as I'm catching down here, but I still want to get that close to or at 30 or better so i'll be back mm-hmm. soon. oh yeah i want i want a 30 and after uh you know like i said we uh kind of circling back to the short tip saturday we talked about earlier this week's short tip saturday was was mm-hmm. the rig that that saved our tail up at mendota and it was it was created out of accident so sometimes you just got to float that bait on top of the weeds i've learned that the hard way so too. we'll just let this thing sit out there and see what it does but mm-hmm Sometimes a float won't do it, but if you can get them just to, to lay, I've been I've been known to to, to have long, you know, uh, long leaders like that. I'll I'll drop a bait off the side of the boat, make sure it's floating on top, and just kind of use a trolling mm-hmm. motor to roll away, and that that'll work. But that I use that on light on lakes, nothing with current or, or winds like we were having. But I'm happy you guys got on that fish. That one spot you guys were on, um, that that you did you that, guys that was well. a good that was a good spot. We we moved, you know, we we'd catch a couple fish out of that, and maybe move no more than about 25 yards, and we'd be back on them again. So. Mm-hmm. I've actually been going through, pouring through that video, trying to get everything put together on it. And uh, unfortunately found, I guess from day one, we had some camera issues and some stuff didn't save. So that's always, it's always a little bit heartbreaking, you know, when you get down there and you don't have what you thought you had. I, I went to two cameras to try and guarantee that that wouldn't happen only to find out that editing two cameras worth of footage is all pretty darn difficult to begin yeah, with. Yeah, I think we I, had three running that day three yeah i usually run three in the boat how do you get them all to go off at the same time uh i don't i uh that's all stuff i handle when i edit uh premiere is really good about synchronizing multiple video tracks and uh just at the beginning when you turn all your cameras on just clap your hands real loud just one time and that'll that'll be your cue mark premiere can pick up on that almost Mm -hmm. every time Cool. So you use Premiere. I've been thinking about upgrading to get Premiere, but uh, Premiere is worth it. Yet. Yeah, it is worth it. It is worth it. It's it's an awesome. I use I use Corel for just about everything. But if I'm doing multiple cameras, I go into Premiere to do that. You might have just talked me into it. I'll have to talk to my CFO about it and see where we stand. So. Very cool. So let's get back to talking fishing, not just YouTube. So uh, you started out fishing for bass at the at the beginning of your YouTube stuff. You still do some bass fishing. I still know? do some bass fishing. You know, I was I was uh, I was raised by a bass fisherman. He fished uh, fished a lot of bass tournaments and and was was big in the uh, catch and release phase. You know, he was they were doing catch and release before it really caught on, and uh, but. You know, we we would fish everything growing up. We'd fish uh, bass fish. We'd go for bluegill. I remember going after white bass. That was always fun because that was like, you know, there was maybe two weeks of the year that we would just drop everything and go after white bass just because they'd be running so hard. And uh, catfish, we didn't do a whole lot of rod and reel. We would go down and put a trot line out every once in a while and go back and check it. And that was, uh, you know, it was neat to go down there and and 
you know, you might come up with a, I think the biggest we ever come up with was like a 20 pound flathead, but it's, I was like 12 years old when it happened. That was an awesome fish. Yeah, so I was, fish when you're, when you're that oh old. yeah, I couldn't, I, I couldn't, you know, couldn't hardly pick the thing up off the ground. It was great. But uh, Freddie's Outdoor Adventures wants to know what your favorite fish is to catch. Whatever will bite. Uh, right. You know, I, I, if, if I had to narrow it down, uh, a good sized channel cat, they will hold their own better than anything else on the water, I think. I, I would have to agree. I, I, I fished last week. I did pretty good. The channel cat bite was really hot. It wasn't a man. Well, they weren't Mendota size fish, but you know what? They fought just as hard after I, you know, had experienced it. And I noticed it pretty much because for a while their channel cats were like river rats to me when I'm mm-hmm. looking for flatheads and stuff. So they definitely, definitely got a, some new respect for me. And I really enjoyed catching them. So, and you know what? At least here, you know, like our. Our river channel cats, they don't seem to get very big, and they don't, I mean, they'll, they'll fight, but they're not fighters. But, like, if we go to uh, some of the lakes around here and fish for them in the lakes, they just get mean. But there's not blues competing with them. Uh, uh, for for food, so they're the, you know, the big duck in the puddle, but they... Uh, yeah, I like it. I like a good once. A, once a channel cat breaks ten pounds, it's, it's like a switch goes off in his head, and he's it does. He, he's pre, mean. <laughs> Pre spawn when they when they have those bumps on their heads and they're all full of hormones. That's when they get fun. Oh to yeah, catch. definitely. Real quick, Harley, my favorite video. Just look at my channel. It's or my favorite fish catch is my PB flathead. So uh, I had to answer that. So if you guys haven't seen that video, a lot of people have, but that's probably one of my favorite. That one and probably like. Uh, the last fish I caught with my grandfather, but that isn't on video. So uh, I had to answer that one. Sorry about that. So uh, um, channel cats are fun. Have you been uh, doing any flathead fishing? I know you do a lot of blue cats, but have you uh, turned? Uh, you know what? We haven't uh, haven't really been able to get out and mess with it. Uh, I just changed work schedules this week, so I'm I'm working days Monday through Friday now. So. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be, you know, my fishing hours are going to kind of consist of after four and then on the, on the Saturdays and Sundays. So on officially be the weekend angler, I guess, for, for a little while here. You're but, not uh, kidding. That's going to be hard during Guggen season, isn't it? I know it. I know it. So it's, it's, uh, but I'm thinking that that would be a good time to probably get out with some live bait and some bobbers and, and head out to, into some of these, uh, tributaries of the river and whatnot. I bet we can, uh, try to make a flathead happen down there. So it, that sounds like fun. Doesn't I, it, there's something about fishing smaller waters too. That's, that's always fun. Even, even when I'm looking for chubs and creeks, I, 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 I really enjoy myself doing the exploring and finding all of that. And, and that, that's part of the, part of the nice thing about, you know, I picked up that little John boat back in the winter and that's mm-hmm. going to be good. It was a nice little small aluminum boat that can get up into some shallow stuff. And I'm not going to feel bad if I beat it off of something. So, Hey, congratulations. Congratulations. I put that up there because to me, I remember that feeling and it's a, it's a big deal. Congratulations, Snake River Catfish Slayer uh, for catching his first flathead last night. I, I, sure remember, I remember my first one was uh, last October, right after I, uh, it was the, it was the day after I went on Catfish Weekly. 
And oh, that's said, cool. And admitted that I had never caught a, a flathead on rod and reel. Caitlin and I went down to Paducah and launched the boat the next day. We're drifting for blues. And first fish that come up was a uh, about a nine point something pound flathead. He wasn't big, but I was like, just beside myself. I, I, for me, at least, I don't know what it is, man. It don't matter what size they are. They're just a special fish. Mm-hmm. Especially you when you're, you set out looking for them and you find one that that's a pretty gratifying experience. Yes, it is. Definitely is. Um, we don't have blues here. I'd probably fish a lot more blues than I am flatheads just because there's, you know, they're uh, more available, I guess, mm-hmm. in the waters they are. Um, but, uh, uh it, it's a big deal. So, uh, um, Flathead, flatheads are, are something special to me. Um, let's talk about blues. Um, what's your PB blue? Uh, PB blue is uh, just shy of 50 pounds. He's uh, 48 and some change. I forget what the uh, thing was. I caught that back in December of last year out on the Ohio River. And uh, yeah, I just can't seem to break that 50-pound mark, but uh, get, keep getting close. So. I spent two years with a 30-pound mark. It took me two years to beat that. It was horrible. It was like one after another. I tried different times of day and stuff, but it, it happens that one day, and, and then what? That's the question I'm asking now. Mm-hmm. You know? Then you start looking for the 60 or the 70 exactly. or you just keep going up. It's, 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 like, it's like, you know, you sit there, you got to find the, the bigger one. Jeremy Hedges got a question for you. He says, do you use different rigs for different catfish? Uh, you know, I probably, I probably do. Uh, like anymore, I've, if I'm targeting blues, I really enjoy drifting and I've got a, I've got a rig that I set up specifically as my drift rig. But, uh, now if I'm anchor, if I'm anchoring up, we'll, uh, we usually go with a mixture of Carolina rigs. And I just like to, I'll, I'll experiment with the, uh, with the leader length. You know, I might go with a real short leader, something a little bit longer, just until I figure out what those fish are wanting to do. Uh, flatheads, I like a slip bobber. It's it's surprising how m- leader length, how much of a difference it makes. Uh, you, I would never have thought that leader length or the type of circle hooks would matter as much as it mm-hmm. does. But when you're 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 out there, and I think you can attest to this, fishing as much as you know people like we do, you, you start to notice those patterns. Am I, am I correct? Oh, def- definitely. You know, you you end up with uh, you'll, you'll you'll start looking, and I try to keep track of it. I'm not as meticulous as as I know some people are. I know some people uh, will keep a journal, and this guy, yeah, see that 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 will help immensely, but. But a lot of the time, you know, a lot of my stuff's on, on video anymore, so I could look and be like, okay, yeah, that was about, you know, I, you know there, there's times I will go back and, and, and look at my own channel to figure out what I was doing a year ago today, you know, and try to figure out, okay, maybe we ought to go target fish there, so. That, that's actually a good idea. I kind of <laughs> look at the dates. You know, I, I use my photos on my phone because they have dates and times yes. on them. yes. And and if you had your GPS cord, it's on there. You'll even know exactly where they're at. Mm-hmm. I'm getting so geeked out, and Betty's going to call me a nerd again in private chat sometimes. <laughs> I'm converting all of this stuff into Excel spreadsheets so I can import them into an Access database, <laughs> so I can so I can cross reference stuff and try to figure out trends and stuff on the river over here. So, but that that's kind of ridiculous. But I'm going to try it and see what happens. So. Uh, so do you, so you just basically use your channel as far as a log, take a look at what's going on there. 
and you know, for the most part, I mean, I, uh, I keep a ton of pictures in my phone, probably way more than I need to, but, uh, absolutely. I'll go back and look a lot of the times, just even inadvertently, I'll catch the, uh, the screen of the fish finder and, you know, anymore, the cameras are good enough that you can sit there and zoom in and read the stuff on the screen and I'll find, figure out water temperatures and everything else. So that's I, a, I go more off water temperature really than anything else. So I do too. I do a water temperature and, and, and time of day is, is mm-hmm. a good one for me and uh, whether they're feeding top or bottom, but that's, Besides, but we could probably get into a really uh, nerdy talk about that. I had a conversation with uh, uh, Chris Souders about that after the show, and it got pretty in depth. So it can you can really get carried away with that stuff, but but it helps. I'm not a tournament fisherman, but those guys, the more data they collect, the the oh, better yeah. they do. You, you know, I've I've my cousin is a uh, he he went to school. He's a fisheries biologist, and uh, and he and I were fishing together. We had to. He'd lived down in Tennessee for a while. We hadn't been able to touch base, but uh, he and I went fishing together for the first time in a long time since we were kids uh, last summer. And he targets mostly uh, he targets mostly musky, but we were we were targeting cats out there on the Ohio River, and we were talking about this and that. And he's like, you know, he goes, "You cat fishermen," he goes, "study these maps, or you'll study your charts, study your electronics." He goes, "More than." any other species of fishermen out there. He said, you guys are just on this stuff. And he goes, just every little thing. I said, oh, you got to find your, you got to find your edge. When everybody's fishing with the same bait, you have to find that one little edge. So absolutely. So what are you looking for when you're looking at your electronics? How are you mm-hmm. using them? You know, a lot of the time anymore, I, uh, you know, I started getting, I'm like, oh, I've got to have side scan. I've got to have down imaging. And I spend 90% of the time on 2D sonar anymore just because I could. I feel like I could see the fish a whole lot easier that way. But uh, we'll go through. If I'm if I'm scouting me out an area to fish, I will go between the, the Navionics charts and then we'll get up in an area and I'll run through with side scan running. If I find something that I like, I'll try to go back over it. I might ping it with down imaging and then... Uh, you know, get get an idea where it's at, and then you're either going to anchor up on it and fish it, or do something like that. But I mark if I, if I find something, I mark me a uh, <laughs> just some mad catter's comment. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll mark me a, a waypoint. My my screens are waypointed up. I think we've got a bunch even from Mendota now. So. Yeah, I've been keeping a lot of those too. I've been making sure to transfer them to my phone too. So if anything ever happens to my uh, uh, unit, uh, I'll still have them. And you know what? They're transferable. I've, I, yes. I don't know if you're a, a, a <coughs> I know you, I don't think you ice fish or anything, but I, uh, my little local, my little local lake here that I do a lot of crappie fishing on, I like to ice fish and I haven't been able to figure it out ice fishing for the longest time. But right. what I did one day, I'm sitting here before I'm going out. I was like, I'm going to go out and sync up my, my waypoints that I had saved from the summer with my phone and boom, there they are. I went out there. Oh, on no the ice. Yeah. I went out there. I was able to go out there on the ice and find my, my brush piles and find the flats that I was looking for oh, at the cool. bottom of the basins. And it worked out well. So always transfer them. You don't know when you're going to use them. You, oh, might yeah. be See, I've, I pull them. you know, I've seen, I've, I've had units die in a hurry. You know, once, once they're a brick, you're not getting anything out of them. So, no. you know, I try to, I try to back those up to the SD card, uh, at least every other trip. And then, then I'll even bring the SD card in and, uh, download them into the computer because 
uh, at the front of the boat, I'm running Hummingbird. At the back, I'm running Lawrence now. So they don't exactly, they, they don't like to talk to each other, but they will if you, uh, I think there's a little program. waypoints and you can download one to the other, right? Yeah, you can, you can get in. I think it's a, a GPS babble or something like that. There's a little free app that will, that will let all the different fish finders talk to each other. So you sound like a geek like me. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a technology nerd. So <laughs> good stuff. So yeah, I, I agree with you on how to use the electronics. I think the best point is just use side scan to find that structure and then roll over it with, with the 2d and the, the high def or I keep forgetting what it's called. It's called echo map, whatever it's called on. Oh, um, Garmin, uh, they call it Clearview, I think. Clearview, that's it. There's all sorts of lawsuits on it and stuff, and <laughs> and uh, that seems to be working, but it took me a while to figure out on my own and watching YouTube videos, but that works pretty good, especially for crappie fishing. For for catfishing, I kind of look, I use my side skin a lot when I'm catfishing because I can actually see them, you know, if they're around in the area off to the side, especially in the shallow waters mm-hmm. of the fish. And that seems to pay off, you know, or if I find structure, I'll waypoint to structure and, and go back to that time after time. And on my rounds, I kind of get my game plan before I go hit this one, hit that one and see what's in between. So, you know, I wish, I wish, uh, somewhere I still have it. I'm sure I've saved it to the computer, but, uh, when we were fishing, uh, a couple of years ago, we fished monsters on the Ohio out of Owensboro, Kentucky. And uh, tournament started. We get to our first spot. I'm scanning through there. I found something I said looked like uh, uh, looked like good fish. So I go back over it with down scan, and we found a fish on there. And, I mean, you could almost see the thing's whiskers. And so I took, took a picture of this thing. And I can't say it was... I, I can't say it was the one that ended up being big fish, but big fish was caught right in that area. Of course, it was not caught by us. <laughs> so, but there, there was a there was a monster catfish down there. Harley Neal says you can download waypoint waypoints from Hummingbird to Google Earth and edit them. That's mm-hmm. kind of Hummingbird cool. has a software called Hummingbird PC, and it interfaces straight with Google Earth, and it is awesome because once you get a waypoint in Google Earth, you can go back and use their. Uh, little timeline mode and you can you can go through and try to find times that you know you when they have imagery that might have been in a uh in a drought so you could start seeing stuff you might if you get stuff that's shallow anyway you might catch it out of water be able to figure out what you're looking at but mm-hmm. yeah i guess you don't know until you look uh epic catfishing tim scott over there it says uh he's side scan marks a lot hope a lot of hopeful catfish that turn out to be huge aging carp. Yeah, you don't know until you throw, right? No, those and those things are a, a problem everywhere around here. So, well, if they can figure out how to help you, I, I know with down imaging, you can pretty much tell the difference between scaled and not scaled fish if you know what you're looking at. If they can figure out how to get that into side scan, that'll make me a heck of a lot more productive. Well, give, give give them give them time, and you know they're gonna. I mean, it's just, the sky's the limit with what they're doing with this anymore. Every year, it's just more and more stuff coming out. So, we had another question that I kind of scrolled off a screen here. Someone was asking what our favorite baits are. What's your favorite bait to use? Uh, you know, probably my go-to bait is gizzard shad, just because it's so easy for me to get. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, skipjack herring. I mean, it it works. On, on the rivers around here. I've tried it in the lakes, and since we don't have skipjack in the lakes, the fish don't seem to want to eat it. But uh, I seem like I always I'll, – I'll always have some 
some shad, preferably fresh caught shad on me whenever we go, uh, we go out catfishing. So a f- fresh shad is like my favorite. I don't come across it too often. I got to use frozen when I'm using it, but when I do, I'm a happy man. So now, come, ha- come down here one day and we'll go, uh, We'll go catch a bunch. There we go. I, I, really want to to come down I want to come down and go crappie fishing, which you no offense on the catfish. Maybe hey, I'll come down there and get my first blue with you, Josh, and then we'll go do some crappie fishing. What do you anytime say? you want to come down, we, we will go. We'll, we'll go catch one. If you want to go bluegill and we'll go bluegill. That'll Just work. don't tell my wife. <laughs> she can come with. We'll bring the whole family with. Uh, any plans for coming up? Any uh um, well, I know you got big plans coming up, but in the next month, yeah, some, sometime this month, guys, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be out of the circuit for, uh, for just a short amount of time. We've got the little one on the way and, uh, obviously that's going to take precedence, but I've got a feeling that probably within the first few days of him being born, he will go ahead and make his first live appearance on YouTube to see his rest of his family. So, uh, I hear he got his very first fishing pole already. He got his very first fish, fishing pole already, courtesy of Matt Catter, out there at uh, Avid's meet and greet last weekend. And uh, he's uh, he's gonna be well equipped. He's got fishing pole. He's got uh, all kinds of YouTuber gear. He's got YouTuber merch already. I hear he does. Yeah, cat fishing crappie onesie. Somebody got him for. He already. has all kinds of stuff. I mean, fishing with the Chad, Dockery fishing, Catfish mm-hmm. Weekly, right? It, yeah, it's pan, uh, Panfish Nation, I think. Hooks and hammocks. I mean, it's it's. We'll we'll be uh, we'll actually be showing a lot of that in a in a video here here real soon. So I was. It, it was you know very very touching. I'll up be there. looking. I'll be looking forward to that. I was, I already got my uh, bell notification set up, and and I do want to remind everybody in chat if you are not, and I doubt anybody is it, but if you are not, if you're listening to the podcast, um, subbed to the Weekend Angler, uh, please do so. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Josh has been putting out content for quite some time. He gets on some big fish, and he he knows what he's talking about, and he's got some great tips on on, on Saturdays as well. So. Uh, um, and yeah, you know, but probably other than other than baby uh, baby plans, the uh, probably next big thing we have coming up is going to be on the seventeenth of July. We are hosting a uh, online live catfish tournament right on my channel. Uh, it's an Ohio River only catfish tournament, and okay. uh, the uh, go for. Those of you who don't know the Ohio River, of course, it's dammed up all the way down. You know, those sections between the dams are referred to as pools. So uh, July 17th will be the inaugural uh, Weekend Angler Summer Pool Party. And we've got a bunch of Ohio River anglers going to be on there and try to uh, see who can, I guess, be the uh, king of the pool for the day. And uh, my wife is... uh, gracious enough that she's going to host it from here at the house that way i can uh, actually try to fish in it and i think uh rob from mo creek is going to be in my boat with me fishing so that's excellent well if you need any help hosting uh let christina and i'll be happy to come in and give her a break or whatever awesome uh, thank you I know, I know my mom said she's going to come by and uh and and jump in for a little bit every once in a while too so as she's she's been in been in a bunch of my videos we i go with her every year we go out on the mississippi on a guided trip so uh-huh. 
the Chad shall be crowned king. And, and unless I can get an invite hint, Chad, Chad wanting to be crowned king, I'll be ha- I'll be happy to 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 help out any way I can. So uh, if if they're listening in, I know the people in chat know how to get to 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 the information. If people are listening on on the podcast, uh, where can they find information if they want to take part? Uh, you know we've. Uh... We've, we've filled up the first day of the pool party, but uh, I have said I've got a waiting list started. If we can get five or more people, I've got no problem hosting the uh, the Sunday the 18th. We'll put a second day on there for that thing. And uh, somebody could, uh, if, if they're interested, just send me an email at uh, southerneillinoisfishing at gmail.com. And uh, I'll get right back with you and we'll go from there. So. Very cool. Very, very cool. I look forward to seeing it. It sounds like fun. I I need to get out there on the Ohio and fish one of these days, but uh, Chad keeps not inviting me. So, uh, yeah, uh, just come, come down, come down here. I'll, I'll make sure you get out there. He, he's, you know, he don't know how to, how to listen to directions, driving directions anyway. So that, this is true. This is true. That's another story for another day. <laughs> Mm, how about this weekend? Do you got anything planned for the next weekend? You gonna go do any fishing before while uh, you can? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get out there while I can, and uh, I'd like to get back out there onto the river. But uh, I took a big skunking out there Saturday, and really wasn't even marking fish. So kind of thinking that uh, we may be moving into a spawn period here, so I may uh, brave it instead and go to the go out to the lake and try to avoid the pleasure boaters and. Uh, I know the channel catfish are biting at crab orchard uh, and they are, uh, they're up shallow and mean. So I may go after them. So, and I want to remind everybody that oh, fishing yeah. for freedom is coming up also. So, uh, you can go to fishing for free. I, but if somebody could put the link up for fishing for freedom, so people can get that information, that would be great. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, I'm sure if you look up fishing for freedom, it's a big event, uh, where there's a, a, a whole bunch. What is it? They were looking for 30 boats. Is there 50 boats in there? I believe somewhere around there, please. You know, if I'm mistaken, please yeah. forgive me, but they take vets two at a time out fishing for whatever species they want to fish for. It's a great cause. So if you're listening and you, um, you don't know about fishing for freedom, Google it, you'll find it. Uh, it's a great event. Very, very worth your time, effort and attention. So. And those guys that are putting that on, they are some really good guys. I've had the opportunity to, uh, to speak to them couple years ago at catfish conference and i mean they are just with they do so much for the people who were willing to give us everything so i mean that's they're, they're giving back and, you, and, and people yeah. are posting a link in chat it's fishing for freedom quincy q-u-i-n-c-y dot org because it's in quincy illinois so uh again if you're listening check it out i i i, I cannot ask you to do that enough so Josh, tell me a little bit about not where you live, but tell me about the surrounding areas. I know you have a lot of good water near you, and I'm yeah, kind of jealous. Know, yeah, you know, Mark, I'm down here at the bottom end of the state. I'm I'm probably like 35 minutes from uh, the Kentucky state line, and uh, so we can. I, I always tell everybody I'm an hour from everything. If I want to go fish the Ohio River, just about any spot on the Ohio River that's near me is about an hour. Uh, the Mississippi, about an hour. And uh, I've got a bit of a lead foot. I could be at Kentucky or Barkley Lakes, the north ends of those things, in uh, it'd be about an hour, hour, 15 minutes if I want to. So we've got a ton of good, I mean, 
really good water around here to fish. And then we've got, of course, tons of local lakes down here that are have, have some real nice fish in them. So I'm super jealous. My fishing's well, not limited, but not as good as down there. So uh, uh, good for you. Um, what's your favorite out of those? Can you pick one? Uh, you know, I love I love fishing the Mississippi River. Uh, we launch out of Cape Girardeau, Missouri. That's probably my favorite boat ramp on that thing, just because it's it's one of the nicer ones. But uh, the only uh, the only problem with the Mississippi is is there's you're you're hard pressed to find one that's got a, a courtesy dock or anything. And I've got a fiberglass boat, so mm. yeah. You know, unless unless I've got a buddy of mine or you know somebody I know going with me, you you don't solo launch at the Mississippi river if you want to keep your boat. So, yeah, I had my first experience solo launching at the Mississippi river and I was kind of surprised at how long and steep those ramps are. And there's mm-hmm. no docks anywhere. So yeah, there's, there's one, there's one ramp that I, that I use if I want to fish the Mississippi by myself and it's actually on the Kaskaskia river. And, uh, I, I can launch there when that's, uh, but the water's got to be right for it. I, I can launch there and then, it's like a quarter mile I'm out on the Mississippi, but so do you launch at the dam or, or at the lock? It, it's it's right behind the dam. Right behind okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's a they've got a boat ramp on either side and they say that, that upstream side above that dam on the Kaskaskia is just full of good uh I wanna say that that stretch there between there and New Athens was where the state record uh flathead come out of, but you know, I was when I was down there for Avid's meet and greet, and I fished uh, uh, the Mississippi side of that dam just because I've never been on the Mississippi. And when I get it done, if I'm able to make it back down there someday, I'm I'm fishing the Kaskaskia side. That river looked too good. Oh, I've it was looking, nice looking down there. Yeah, I've been looking at it. I, I could see that that railroad trestle bridge from from where we were fishing off the shore there, and I'm thinking, why didn't I head that way? Mm-hmm. You know, so, so that's that's Avid's. Uh- that's avid stomping ground. That's his home waters there. He knows that better than way better than I do up there. So, yeah, pretty cool place. Oh, that Mississippi River, man. Talk about romantic images and, and dreams of big fish, huh? Oh yeah, you know that's it, you know that's where the uh, it would not surprise me to see the next uh, world record come out of the Mississippi. Cool. Any, anywhere below that Alton Lock and Dam, which I mean, that's where the last one. Uh, at least one was it that one in two thousand five or something? Yeah, five come up just just down from the uh, Alton Dam. So very cool place. Well, Josh, we're coming on an hour. I want to thank you for coming on the show. I want to remind everybody in chat: if you're not subscribed to the Weekend Angler, make sure you click on the link in the description. Uh, give him a sub. Watch a couple videos. Make sure that your sub sticks. And I have a feeling that if you watch those videos, you're going to keep watching. So uh, every Saturday, uh, keep. Turn on your bell notifications so when he does his uh, uh, Saturday tips, you can his short tip Saturday. Short you, tip you, Saturday. You make sure that you, you you get to watch those. Josh, again, thank you. I want to wish you all the luck in the world. Hopefully, we're going to fish again soon. And good luck with the baby and 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 send our love to to Christine. Awesome, thank you, Mark. Appreciate you having me on here, and uh, we will definitely uh, have to get together soon and try to do some Perfect. fishing. So. I want to thank everybody in chat. Thank you, everybody, for, for, for tuning in. I want to apologize for missing last week, but I had to take care of some stuff. I needed a break. I figured we did a, a whole bunch of live streams. Uh, uh, let's see if we can't do 30 more before I need to take another mm-hmm. one. So, all right, everybody, have a wonderful night. Thank everybody for watching. Josh, thanks again. God bless. Good luck. Get out there and fish. Thanks.